Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Look, if you want to pierce your nipples, that's none of my business. But I think it's pretty clear that uh, Mayor Andrew Cuomo has pierced nipples, okay? He's, it even looks like a double dutch deal. I don't know if it's called that, but it's like two piercings, like an X, into his nipples, okay? I'm asking, though, but has he been checked for a Nixivum scar? That's what I want to know. If you want to just be a big black void for this pod, you're welcome to. I give you the... <laughs> I give you the I give you permission. <laughs> right now that's what we see. We just see a big black void. So All right. Um I'll try to fix it, but We were we were briefly we we just started talking about aliens. We just started talking about a little bit of oh, the alien the alien good. goss. Oh my god. Okay, good. This is just in time. Yeah, so we're going to so that we're going to be talking about collapse support. So for anybody who I so if you're watching on Twitch, thank you. Um, we did a similar episode last week, which I might delete because I think it was echoey, echoey. Um, but for some reason it didn't save. So I had to, we're, we decided to do collapse support again. We said we we're going to do collapse support. We had talked about collapse last, the last pod we did. Had a little bit of rearranging, obviously in the quarantine. It's funny, like this quarantine, you would think that it would make everybody more like a chance to be more organized and dial in stuff. But the, it, the chaos of everything has just kind of thrown me off personally. So, like ordinarily, we we have even though we're a little inconsistent sometimes, where we have a rhythm, and the fact that it threw our rhythm off as oddly enough made it hard to like get into the groove to do podcast weekly. Weirdly enough, so we're gonna try to now that we're in like week four of quarantine. But anyway, so we did collapse support. It got canceled or it got deleted somehow. So we're gonna talk about collapse support. But also, there's been other things that have obviously been happening uh, that are very pertinent to some stuff that we talked in the past that we want to talk about again. Uh, aliens being one of them. So, oh uh, yeah. So do you want to? So, all right. Back to the good boys. So you were you were on with Camp Good Boy. They were talking aliens. Friend uh, of the pod, Camp Good Boy. Uh, yeah, popcorn. Great podcast. A couple of guys yeah. from um, from out Mountain Way. Um, right. They, uh, a couple of action movie writers, real nice, nice. nice fellas, but I've been on their pod a couple of times and it's great. You know, it's a little bit similar in, in tone to our pod. I would say we, yep. we do a lot of goofing and gaffing. Um, but they wanted to get my take on this idea that coronavirus is potentially an alien invasion. It's just, <laughs> it's not the kind of alien invasion we've seen in the movies. It's coming in the form of these right. like, small molecules. And then it, start, it sort of spun off into this whole tangent of um, maybe this is sort of the aliens checking us for how we've been treating Mother Nature and planet Earth. And this is their way of saying like, hey guys, uh, get your shit together. We're watching yeah. you. Um, and it, it started this whole conversation. After the podcast, I started getting a lot of texts and emails about aliens and the news started sort of breaking at the same time. And there's been all this big uptick in alien um, sightings right. during coronavirus. Wanna, can, we, can we pull up the, the video that you found? Or I, I guess I could pull it up on my screen. Because um, this, is, this is, I think, uh, it's, it's worth, worth annotation, this video, because it was actually fucking insane. Yeah, we, we should watch it um, and comment in real time. Yeah. And it has uh, like, of I'm going to let you pull of, it up. So, yeah, of course, when we, when we see alien Detroit, what was it 2020 Detroit alien sighting maybe? Yeah. And this, um, and this, like the same reports of this sighting were in Cleveland, Detroit, 
like the surrounding areas of, of right. you know, that's your neck of the woods, I guess. Like, yeah, where, the, like, the, the good old Midwest. Let's see if I can Midwest. find it in our, our, our chat stream. Um, um, yeah, so we, you know, we, we, we had some nice conversations about the potential of, and it's an interesting idea. Like, we all think the aliens are coming as grays, but yeah, maybe they come as this little virus thing and they're just trying to get our attention. I mean, I don't know, dude. I liked I liked the counterpoint that I think you had made or they Well, had yeah, made. this is this is a different kind of direction which But we'll, this is this is a, this compels me that they are they're potentially leaving. All right, so I got this I got this I boy I got this boy pulled up. So let me let me uh let me make it visible for the Yeah, so the so the counterpoint to that is is that because of COVID, corona, corona right. beer, the aliens are deciding to just get the F out of Dodge because it's getting a little too hot in the kitchen, which is a bad sign because right. a lot of so people think, think this is a Corona. There's a Corona beer thing more than anything. This is mostly it's like, they're not into the beer. They like, like a, all the IPA breweries have gone down. They're like, <laughs> we're out right later. No, but it, um, if the aliens are leaving because something's wrong on earth, that means earth's like about to get worse. Like, yeah. the, Oh no. Yeah. Like, do they know? Is yeah. this like when a dog senses an earthquake or something? Mm-hmm. Damn. Maybe. Um, anyway, all right. So we're all here. We're we're live streaming on Twitch. If you're li- not listening, or if you're just listening on the pod, all good. You can go back and look if you want to sa- see us on IRL. Um, Twitch.com/slash Did You Reddit? And then I guess we should probably. I mean, we're posting this, so we we kind of uh, realized the other day that Free Days uh, Free Day is a a super micro youtube celebrity yes with uh at, at more subscribers that we probably have in our entire podcast so we're also going to be putting these on his uh his youtube channel <laughs> which is uh, so. um just dominic russo right which is it's my your, name which is guys the cat is, the cat, that's my that's my fake name don't look it up don't look yeah. it up. <laughs> so there's the backstory um, behind my name when you do look it up is that there's this um big time evangelical preacher out of texas who's roughly my age and commands like massive audiences for for the lord uh and he's maybe a little like latino but like we look enough the same where you could be like he's also like a huge minister you're like it's a different guy so but anyway he seems like a good dude but maybe I we love could the do idea a, of you, you, you being an evangelical like, <laughs> prosperity gospel preacher. If you Google him, you'll come to his website and he's like in a crowd of a hundred thousand people like on their knees. It's crazy shit. You're like, wow. Crazy. It makes me. That world like, is insane, insane to me. You guys saw the, you guys saw the, the Danny McBride show, right? About that. Yeah. So good. I'm really hoping they do a second season because that that show was that, that kind of that show was a sleeper for my my favorite show of this past year because there were just so many little bits you know like the guy <laughs> the, 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 uh, the who's the dude who Tony Cavallaro is that what his name was <laughs> yes he's he's like an you know through the through the biz that I work in I've done a bunch right. of things with him like coming up and working with him he, he was always. It's like super duper funny. You're like, God, this guy's like, this guy's going to pop huge soon. And this is, I think the first time he's, it's interesting. That show is, is full of like comedy heavyweights. Oh, super. Everyone's, super everyone's really good, but he's the new guy, right? Yeah. Totally. So as a, as an audience member, you're like, I don't, 
I know these other people and like their shtick is great. I love it. But this new shtick is something's cool going on here. And so he's kind of this like so sleeper cor- star. It's so funny. It's like just yeah, it's the, I, the the tone that he uses and like when he goes back to the satanic cult. <laughs> it's so funny. It's I like I I almost, I kind of want to rewatch it now that because we're in this fucking horrible uh, like you they know They are they are doing a second season abyss. By the way, uh They're definitely Insta- doing one. Yeah, follow his Instagram and and there he he actually was out there just before this lockdown started. They started filming. Mm. They're filming out in like South Carolina. Because that's where Danny McBride's po- from, right? Yeah, he posts a lot of pictures and stuff about it. It's all public. Amazing. It's like, but um, I I Amazing. guess the production is halted. I, I but I'm not sure. Well, I hope it's not halted for that long. But anyway, all right. So um, so like I said, we're going to talk about collapse support. Um, kind of fill in where we where we left off. The last time you've probably heard us, if you're watching on Twitch and you've seen us talk about collab support, I'm sorry. We just got to do it again because I fucking deleted the file on accident or it just was deleted. I don't really know what happened. But uh, but before we get into that, so interesting news on the front page of Reddit these past few weeks. We've already talked a little bit about the aliens. We're probably going to do a whole episode about that. We've also been asked to do an episode about Wall Street bets from um from our dear listener i'm not even going to say his name I, I don't know i don't remember his username but he 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 emails emails us every once in a while and if you want to email us you're more than welcome it's hi at digireddit.com we like engaging with the fans and friends and uh, you know you it's a good way to to get a free sword from us cuz we usually send swords to our 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 peeps um but uh wall street bets has been super dramatic lately and it's and it's it's a heavyweight so We've we've kind of resisted doing a doing an episode about it because it's just it's such a big it's such a big sub that we we just don't really have the capability to cover it with like the depth it deserves. Like there are big subs like funny, of course, or like, you know, today I fucked up or whatever, but those are like light lift. Wall Street Bets has like a whole culture behind it that we just know we need we just need to do some research and kind of get down to the bottom of it. But but um, just to cover it, I think before we before we kind of belabor, kind of go into to some of the other things. Um, uh, so Wall Street bets. Let me see if I can bring up the post that is talks about it because uh, it is actually quite interesting, and I think it's just worth on the surface just even briefly discussing. Uh, let me see if I can find it. All right, so so Wall Street bets two days ago. Wall Street bets. Uh, Forever. <laughs> actually, I don't know if it was two days ago, but Wall Street bets was went private. So here's basically what has happened. Um, so Jartek is this <laughs> guy's name. Is the is the sub? Yeah, J A R T E K is one of the moderators on on Wall Street bets. Uh, I'm gonna share my screen with you guys. Can you guys see uh, what's going on? Um, so Jartek, uh, evidently, I saw a post on on the front page a couple of weeks ago that was like, um, "Ladies and gentlemen, we got him!" Right, and it was it was posted on Wall Street Bets, and evidently, a fellow named Jartek, as you see there, as you see there, um, is one of the mods and has been profiting on Wall Street Bets before anybody knew. Right, so. Uh, Evidently, what had happened, so it, it went private, um, and this is actually from subreddit drama. So, summary, so the lead mod and creator of the sub, 
Yu Jartek has been monetizing the subreddit, possibly against Reddit's rules. Really? He published a book about the sub and recently has announced a live trading competition. So he has basically turned Wall Street bets, which in the culture behind Wall Street bets, without getting too deep into it, it's kind of like, like it's it feels a little bit like kamikaze um, traders, right? Is that kind of a good way to describe it? I mean, you guys, do you guys follow it in that capacity? No, I, I, I don't really. But I, I think there's also just so many trolls. Like, how do you know that anything anybody says on here is honest? And so I think there's potential for disaster. It, it doesn't seem like it's trustworthy as far as where trades are going to, like what people, are, what people say they're going to do are going to do. Well, I don't really know. I mean, there's, there's been a lot of, there were, there were some strange, uh, there were a lot of strange things that were happening with that sub where like evidently they were, they had crashed, uh, they had crashed. Uh, what is that really popular trading? Like a micro trading platform. E-trade. No, it was one of the, it's one of the new ones that I don't remember what it, I don't remember what it's called. It, it's very, very popular, but they had crashed it. I, I, so it seems. So, okay. So they're like troll, troll traders in a way. Like they're, they're yeah. fucking up, you know, because if you can trade electronically, what's stopping, sort of the bad boys of Reddit, you know, these guys right. from coming in and, and having their way with some of the loopholes. I mean, I, I guess there's hypothetically some safeguards in place, but I don't right. know if they can so, it. You know, this might be a way to exactly. beat it. So he's suspected of having all these, these alts and then um, without getting too much into the drama, basically <clears throat> it went private and all everybody who was kind of, this is typical on Reddit, but like people that were posting shit that was derisive to him mm. we're getting kind of shadow banned or, or banned in general there's a there's a uh there's a discord where all this communication was kind of central um and and anyway wall street bets is back yada yada wall street bets bets is back the drama is kind of over and Jartek, i think i believe has been banned or is no longer kind of allowed to be doing is is modding this the sub so Interesting, uh, interesting drama happening there. We will cover that in depth on another episode is what I'm saying. Yes, there's all that drama, but, but what they're doing essentially is like trying to make money off of the stock market using Reddit as a place to communicate. Is that in a that's, nutshell? That's, like the, that's seemingly what has been happening, yes. Yeah, well, and, and just to like this whole stock market crash is going to lead to a lot of people in the stock market getting rich in some way. It's sort of above right. my pay grade. Dog boobs, I don't know about you. But uh, uh, not my line of expertise. That's, <laughs> but it's like one of these things where you're like, I know this feels like a good time to like make a move in the market. I I just it's not it's not what I do, but I know I should be doing it. Dog moves. That's a big thing that happened this week. Is uh, Bernie dropped out? I know. I w- I was interested to talk to you guys about this because. Yeah, it's been a bad week for me in general. And I know. I'm, I'm, do you do you want to do you want to keep that to yourself or do you want to talk about it? We're we're happy. I don't, we don't want to like. This yeah. is a, this is your forum. If you want to if you want to talk about it, by all means. If you don't, we get it. Yeah, I I don't want to like go into it or anything, but I know a lot of people can relate. We had to put down one of our family dogs. She was just about fourteen years old, so she was with us for a very very long time. Um, so that's still really fresh. Um, and then, and fucking Bernie dropped out same day. Wow. Care about my feelings. Um, so 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's been like a pretty interesting week in general, but I saw something on Twitter about him dropping out and it was like, thanks for uh, showing us that a better world is not possible, Biden. <laughs> That's pretty <clears throat> much saw- what happened. <laughs> and uh, now- man, yeah. Biden's just a guy that's going to keep the status quo going for all these crooked mother effers, dude. Crooked mother effers, as per use. As per use. It, it does feel like, really sorry to hear about the dog. That's that's so hard. That's brutal, man. But yeah. not a coronavirus-related illness. Just uh, no. old yeah. age. Old age. It was, yeah. it was definitely. Like now you have to qualify that, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I guess in some capacity that is a good thing as 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 awkward as that as that says to or is to say um yeah that it wasn't you know because I, I think that that's like as as when we start seeing you know when we start seeing coronavirus uh deaths with people we care about it it starts feeling people yeah. we care about like boris johnson for instance <laughs> um exactly. you know, he's, he's um, back like you can't get rid of him He's yeah, evidently he's he's back. He's somehow he's back. Uh, you know, I, I'm I'm trying hard to avoid saying <laughs> disappointed. <laughs> I like, I'm really I'm I'm like I'm I'm I it's I do not want to wish ill on anybody, but there's an element of like I had heard evidently that Trump didn't start taking this thing seriously until one of his friends got sick. You know, oh my God. and then all of a sudden he was like, oh, this is real, sure. which I think is is obviously annoying. There's a, there's a slight echo too. I'm going to continue playing tech support just as you guys are talking. So if I if if I'm quiet for anybody who's listening, exclusively listening right now, that's why I'm I'm playing it. tech support guy. Um, but anyway, continue. Yeah, cool, cool. Anyway, um, so I'm sorry, dog. I know that that's uh that's 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 really that's tough, hey. and we uh we do we do feel for you. Obviously, um, we are a a, a tight knit little family here at did you read it and that's uh that that really is not yeah we, we, we uh we don't like to hear that so no thank very you sorry guys. appreciate it it's rough good dog yeah. good dog what was that dog's name uh maggie no oh, that's a good doggy name yeah classic she was a classic good girl you're a good girl she's a good girl nice well she's with us today Yes, it really is. Yes, and, um, and now more than ever, I need collapse support. <laughs> you know, you know who was offering some pretty good collapse support. Uh, probably the best yet is the Queen of England. Uh, oh, yeah, and there's a great on the front page, like five down or something. Yeah, um, somebody six down. Somebody used her beautiful green top as a green screen. And then they basically did what we're doing on our Zoom backgrounds, but on her green top. I and, love this. And they've been making some really cool <laughs> backgrounds out of it. But I thought her speech, I was just, I just watched it again this morning. I mean, look, like the lady's been cooped up in a mansion for like a hundred years. Yeah. And she's come out to tell everyone it's going to be okay. Like part of me is like, you're going to be fine. Yeah. <laughs> but there's a lot of people that are working for Postmates who might be fucked, um, right. which is not you, but you aren't hearing a lot of world leaders saying things that are to make you feel a little bit better. I feel like this speech was like, you're like, okay, this feels like Aww. got it under control. The, um, the queen speech, you mean? 
Yeah. Yeah. That was, a I mean, nice it's interesting. Change. This is an interesting component of leadership that I find compelling. Right. Do you guys, do you guys want to keep an eye on our Twitch by the way? And, and, and respond if you guys feel inclined, I, I think uh, free, do you have access to the channel? Right. I'm on it. We're talking to you. Uh, shout out Dusty, Dusty, Chon, 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 Dusty, Chon, Chon. Um, I have like, I feel, I feel like I'm a, I, I literally feel like I'm a Wall Street trader right now. Like I have <laughs> three different screens and my phone up and I'm like monitoring each of them, oh, like God. keeping an eye on trying to like pay, and pay attention to sounds and shit. Um, anyway, so yeah, I thought that speech was also very interesting. I think that the queen did a pretty good job with, uh, it, like that's one of those leadership things that uh, you you forget about that I think is really important and is something that obviously Trump has has is has historically not been very good at, which is making people feel like comforted by the words that are coming out of your leader's mouth. Yeah. I have gotten that a little bit out of Garcetti, right? Out of yeah. our out of our um, <laughs> out of our mayor. Yeah. And I think we're, we've, we've seen that out of Cuomo. I mean, nothing brings joy and peace and a feeling of safety to my, to my, my deep soul, like seeing nipple piercings through my mayor's shirt. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen that with Cuomo. He doesn't really have nipple piercings as he just has long ass suckable nipples, right? Uh, <laughs> yes. That's, that's one, that's one take on it. I guess. Uh, in, in the apocalypse, um, wow. I'm going to his milk farm, dude. That's where I'm headed. Wow. The, the Andrew Cuomo milk farm. Oh, that's crucial. Yoinky, um, yoinky. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, um, let's, let's, uh, let's get down to uh, Andrew Cuomo nipple pierce gate um, <laughs> while we're on the topic because I do think it's it's important. Evidently, uh, I think H3 covered it pretty in depth, which I, which is nice to see. Um, I solved. Ethan's, right, Ethan's been back. It's been nice. Yeah, he's been doing a lot of. Uh, he's been he's been seemingly been doing a lot of. Um, he's been he. They're like doing the old H three thing, which is actually kind of kind of tight. So. I, I think he was burnt out on the old one, went into the depression, quit, and now he feels like he's stabilized and he's doing it again. And I'm excited. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, we we at some point we're gonna we're gonna uh, we're gonna connect with them in a serious way um, because I I think that they're like a. In my opinion, they're like a public service. I think a lot of people view them that way. And it was interesting hearing uh, when when we had talked to the teen um, or teens rather, and hearing kind of the influence that H three had on their lives. I thought was actually kind of interesting. Um, I like the Saved by the Bell of this new generation. Totally, and they they just in general uh, have been yeah. They're like uh, I don't know, like H three just does a good job. All right, so. We asked professional piercers if Cuomo actually has nipple rings. Outlines under governor's shirt are causing a frenzy online, but does the internet pandemic daddy really have pierced nipples? Let's get down to the bottom of this. Um, all right, so this is, I think, this is a pretty important image right here, right? And this, I think, flies in the face of maybe your hypothesis, um, Freed. That he's... Um I mean, he's literally going to feed the population. Yeah. Of New York. I mean, look at this. With his this beautiful, milk. this his face in conjunction with uh, the nipple piercings. I think is just like <laughs> yeah. kind of the kind of the image of our times, you know. Yeah. Like sometimes you know those like iconic images of leaders that that define a uh, a generation. Uh, their, generation. Their, their entire yeah their their. I think that's one. No, of we, People are saying he has three nips. I, I, 
see, this is one of those things where, like, it, you know, whenever we hear good conspiracy, there's truth is always somewhere in the middle, right? Where it's always like, yeah. like I, I don't know if you guys have been listening or listened to JFK's or the um, the uh, last pod JFK podcast. It was like a seven parter. No, and and it was really interesting because they they get into kind of some of the conspiracies about JFK, et cetera. Um, and on they you know they break down all of the conspiracies that have to do with JFK. And, you know, what they eventually come to is this one that's like not – it's like a little bit of a conspiracy and it's kind of exciting but not incredibly exciting. So it's like the alien thing. It's like cool, like aliens may be here and may be leaving, but they might be leaving for like stupid reasons. So you're kind of like, oh, Maybe whatever. it's just spring break for the aliens. Like we don't know yeah. shit. Yeah. So yeah, I think that's – that's the uh, so we're going to that full here, moon party. Woo! The proposition here on on our Twitch right now like is that Andrew moon. Cuomo has three nipples, which is fun. Don't get me wrong; that's a fun idea. But <clears throat> is that as fun as him having nipple piercings? No, no, right. So I feel like in this case, I just want to like I want to believe, right? Yeah. Like is it is it fun? Is the idea fun? that Santa Claus is actually your parents and they're just giving you surprise gifts. Be like, yeah, I mean, it's fun. I like that. My, my parents do that, but is it more fun that an ageless oh, wizard comes through your chimney and, and puts random things that he's been spying on you to get information on yeah. under a fucking pine tree in your living room? More fun. Yeah. yeah, objectively. And I feel like that's where, that's kind of where I stand on the Andrew Cuomo nipple debate, right? Yeah. I'm with you. That logic making sense. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's kind of a roundabout way. I um, think I just say I want to believe. Sure. Go ahead, dog boobs. Sorry. I just feel like I, I feel similarly. It's like in this in in today's uncertain times, why right. can't we believe that he has nipple piercings? If it brings me comfort, exactly. And if it provides uh, peace during this collapse right why can't i restructuring 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 (laughs) (laughs) and corporate is restructuring (laughs) on a biological level we should get the picture uh, get a picture of him with the i want to believe x files thing because i do want to believe that does it Uh, seem like his right nipple this is right, yeah. Well, I think I think the idea of having only one is even more appealing, you know? <clears throat> yeah. Because that, yeah. that to me feels like that suddenly we're getting into this world. Let's see what uh, Gizmodo say. Evidently, they claim to have solved this. I, 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 I don't know if I believe it, but... <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, the idea of, because people who only have one nipple piercing, I think are an interesting breed, right? Yeah, it's like getting a, like a leprechaun, like a, like a little like four leaf clover t- tattoo on your, on your like, right? Like if, if you like meet somebody who like it's clean cut and then you find out they have one tattoo and it's like a, uh, a don't look now, like, yeah, like a, like a, or like Calvin peeing on a Ford, but it's like right up, right above their genitals, you know, you're like, a playboy like, you kind of like, whoa, like what I have, what a weird decision. And I feel like that's kind of the one nipple piercing thing. Right. But it, it actually looks the same on both nipples. Right. Yeah. He yeah. Just, and I don't know, was he ever a boxer or anything or like a severe body? <laughs> like, was he a competitive bodyboarder? Can you, exp- can you explain to me how that has anything to do with why he would have one or two? Cauliflower nipples. Yeah, cauliflower nipples. Oh, I, I think they okay. could get 
like as they get damaged over time, they develop calluses. Like maybe he was like a big bodyboarder in New Jersey or something. We don't, we don't know. But yeah. maybe it or he's just got puffy, bumpy nipples. Like bumpy those are a nipples. thing. He might just have bumpy, bumpy nipples. You know, um, I'm, into that. I, I'm into that theory. And and that's cool. But you know what? After this, and you know what? Shame on his people for letting him wear that shirt. That would never happen if he were a woman. Someone in his team would have been like, "Hun, your nipples are bumpy, and people are going to see that." Yeah, but don't is, we don't we married? think maybe no. this is this is there a chance that this is mental chess a little bit? Where where if ooh don't want to definitely don't want to exit. If there's if this is mental chess a little bit and him showing his nipples is the distraction we need because right now New York is such a fucking pandemic center point and problem. Maybe. Like the way people are the way people are currently talking about the coronavirus is like when you look at maps of, of all the problems and, and with coronavirus, New York is like its own statistic, you know? Like it's like it'd be as if we're like China and then Beijing and it's just like China as a whole is this number and then Beijing is like its own thing. That's how we're treating New York right now because New York is so fucked. So like I don't want to be a truther here, but I guess I do want to be a truther here. But is there a chance that his team was like, listen, you have the golden ticket under your shirt, Andrew. Mm -hmm. We need to expose this to distract people from all of the problems that are happening, yeah. right? I'll it's take you just one gonna... further. I'll take you one further. Okay. The night before, they talked to him and they're like, we need to do something extraordinary to get people's minds off of this. Right. And they bring in a piercer. Oh, okay. So you think so you think this happened? <laughs> yes. This happened after. So yeah. this is part of the mental chess idea, right? Yeah. His strategy. Okay came to him the night before this speech and were like, listen, this is the big apple. People are going to need something pretty intense to get their minds off of this. Right. You know, also, I, how you know what? You, yeah. How are you going to connect with like the young punks down on the lower East side smoking yeah. their crack? Yeah. You get your nipple pierced. <laughs> and so you go, when you go down and go, Hey kids, listen to me, trust me. And then you yeah. show them your nipple. You go, look, I'm one of you. I yeah. got a pierced nipple. And they go, ah, cool, uh, Mr. Cuomo. Cool. What do, you, what do you need us to do? Distance? We're in. We're so in. Maybe. Like a tactic. I like, I, like, I like the theories that are kind of, that are bubbling up here. And I also, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take it one step further and then we're going to probably talk about collapse sport because yeah. <laughs> I don't, I know, I know this is it's a hilarious tangent that we've run on by here, uh, but uh, I'm going to take it one further and say, this may be the reason can you see that? Yeah, I guess if I if I move the right way, you can see that the nips on the screen. So um, this this is, I think, maybe the big misfire of the Bloomberg campaign. No nips, because Bloomberg went one step where he was trying to get young voters through memes. Yeah. Right. And I think Cuomo goes, "Hey, I think you're onto something," mm-hmm. but you were trying to get the meme makers through paid endorsement. I am going to enter their zeitgeist by creating something that can then be memeable, Mm -hmm. make me more likable and distract. Right. Plus he's also getting into the 
probably BDSM, which we all know the, you know, Gen Z loves. Have you seen Billions, the show on Showtime? Uh, I haven't. Everybody loves that show. I just haven't. It's it's like once you get into it, it's fun. It feels like gluttonous. Nobody talks like that. Everyone's like really cool and smart and you're like, cool. Right. Uh, Yeah, of course. It's just like fantasy world of like, that's how I'm going to move some money around. But the mayor, Paul Giamatti character is like the, I think he becomes a governor at some point, but he's super into BDSM and that's his secret, the whole show. And they show it from the beginning and he's like this super control freak in the show, but then this is what he does. His wife knows about it. It's like this little secret. This is what he does on the side and he gets like whipped and beaten and it becomes this thing politically like when people find out about this, how are they going to react? And so- I think the whole BDSM thing is is actually potentially could be true. I mean, these people live in this world of like really confined spaces where right. they have to watch their back 24-7. And so to be able to like go into a private space and like gets pissed on or get your nipple pierced and like get beaten, like maybe that's what gets him off in for, for 30 minutes a week or right. something. Maybe. I don't know. Didn't, what do didn't we, know? we have some version of I this believe. conversation about uh, when the Jeffrey Epstein thing was happening where they... Epstein. Be, because, because, because you have so much power and you have so much control or you're like kind of at the certain echelon of celebrity and, and politics and whatever, the things that get you off are more complicated, which is why people speculate about like celebrity and, and political pedophile rings is because it's like when you can get any man or woman that you want all of a sudden it starts being like well this is boring right Mm -hmm. and i feel like maybe and this is i'm not we're not like fetish shaming like i think this is like bdsm is 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 rad if you're into that i mean like anything if you're into that except for fucking kid shit but like the your logic with the politics i think is a little bit of the shades of that thing which is just like the only like i go so extreme because I can't get off in any other way because the things that get me off are like power control and shit. And then the risk so, of losing it in this case, wearing a, a very thin, silky, what looks right. like maybe a polyester blend kind of a shirt, something that wicks right. moisture pretty well, that shirt, real nice. Um, but it shows the nips hard. Uh, wow. Maybe he's, I'm saying he's flying close to the sun because he likes the excitement of it all. What if they find out? Right. I'm uh so evidently so I'm reading this um, we're gonna end the we're gonna end it here but I'm gonna I'm not gonna tell you guys the conclusion because I just want to like leave it in that the the mysterious kind of uh the the uh the valley of mystery if you will that I just made up so the top line on this I can't believe you fuckers made me solve the Andrew Cuomo nipple mystery on Gizmodo is the name of the article. The top line is, it brings me no pleasure to announce that I have solved the mystery of Andrew Cuomo's nipples. And I'm just going to leave it there because I don't want to, I don't, I don't want to know if, or if not, like if he has cauliflower nipples, I don't want to know. I just want to live under the illusion that his nipples are pierced. Got it done in Myrtle beach. Yep. Maybe Daytona. Exactly. That's that. Maybe he got um, him pierced, and and then this is the aftermath. Is is the cauliflowering? You know, he, he took oh, them out, maybe. but now they're like. Oh, a so you bit. think this is an infection? Well, like you know, it's just yeah, it's like uh, scar tissue from a, a. I mean, we were all in the '80s in New York. It was a wild time, you know, coke, AIDS. <laughs> That's true. Trading. We were stocks, we were all stocks. in the '80s in New York. Yeah, we remember crazy times. 
a wild time. He would have been like, you know, 30 getting his nipple pierced. That's true. Would have been cool. Um, okay, so let's talk about – so let's close this segment out by talking briefly about things – other things that have been happening on the on the top page of this week. Um, I mean, the, the biggest – I would say the biggest news that we just need to, like, close the door on is Bernie dropped out of the race. We, yeah. I, I was – I'm like a Bernie guy, but I think I've, – I've also seen some interesting tweets from people in just general conversation where people are like, if, 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 if you were, if you are upset because Bernie is dropping out because you wanted Bernie to be president, then clearly you weren't in, you weren't supporting Bernie for the right reasons or something to that degree, mm. which I thought is kind of an interesting take, which is like the idea of Bernie being of voting for Bernie is not really the reason you vote for Bernie. It's because you are choosing to believe in these bigger topic issues that people are still fighting for that yeah. doesn't necessarily convert to Joe Biden, but there are still, um, there are other, there are other issues that are still worth supporting. I had seen in conjunction with this, by the way, that evidently Bernie Sanders is keeping his, anybody who was on his staff, he's keeping them on staff through November. Oh, wow. Just to keep them on payroll and to give them, uh, to make sure they continue to have health care, which I thought was just like the most beautifully Bernie Sanders thing, you know? Yeah. Okay. Um, but it does bring me no joy to announce that, of course. Yeah. It seems uh, like there's time for the next political party to emerge as like a real contender in the next couple elections. I mean, it feels like there's enough people aren't into that or that where they could be into this. I mean, I love that idea. I mean, who fucking knows if, uh, who knows what's next, man. It's, it's just so it's all it. I mean, fuck. Like, honestly, it's like aliens are gone. It's not a good sign. No, it's not. It's not good. I mean, this is, it's going to be very interesting, but, um, but anyway, that was, that was, that was top important news. I mean, the other things that I think are, that are worth talking about. I mean, there's some things I'm just going to bring up the homepage. I'm going to put it on a share screen for everybody to see, um, just to see what we're, see what we're kind of, uh, discussing right now. Uh, so what else we got? So, um, the queen, I mean, as you discussed, the queen's green screen shirt made quite, quite the waves. Um, this one, I've seen this passed around a million times, which is funny. So, (laughs) so, so, of the tracker so uh there is a <clears throat> in uh in finland negative one people have died from coronavirus as of right now i sent this to new death <laughs> we have a mutual finnish friend uh shout out finland that doesn't exist right. but i sent this shout to my art the only finnish person i know right. i was like that's cool of course finland is increasing their population right yeah, exactly. With their 32-year-old um, prime minister, who's a woman. Amazing. Yeah, that 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 uh that country's governance, I mean, they're really it's going to be really interesting to see where uh where they go as a country cuz they have a very young, very progressive president governor. I don't I'm not entirely sure kind of the the language they use to describe their governing body. Um but they uh because she's so young, I feel like she's kind of pulling in some of those, some of those, those, those attributes that we want out of a president. Um, kind of like, you know, if Bernie Sanders was 35 type shit, um, 
And so, granted, yeah. they're a small country. They're, they don't have a massive GDP, whatever. But I'm really hoping that it kind of spells, spells out kind of a future, like a progressive future by way of these young candidates. Uh, I know I, I'd spent a bit of time in Finland. And when I was over there, I was just kind of learning as much as I could about whatever. And, and they have the best believe they have the best primary education system in the world because evidently their teachers are paid well, really respected, and to the point where they're actually poached from uh, from massive companies. So they're poached from places like fucking, uh, like what was the, there was a huge cell phone company that was based in Finland for a while, Nokia, I think. Nokia. Um, Nokia. It's so they, an they, Italian they, twist, yeah. Yes, so they, they poach people from places like Nokia, whatever, so so good ups to to yeah. Finland. I hope I hope uh, hope that's great. This has been making a lot of waves. I'm not going to click on this link because it's going to take a while to 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 open. But um, we're seeing a lot of the class divide that we would expect uh, that's happening because of people like Sir Philip Green, who has asked asked for taxpayers to help pay emergency wages to his staff. Meanwhile, he has three yachts. Of, that's the of problem various sizes. Yachts. I mean, to be honest, that's why I got rid of my boat. Yeah. Was right. because the upkeep was just too expensive. Well, you, in, your yacht, the yacht that you lived on. Yes, it is. It is funny. Like the the money that's being doled out right now by the government is our money that we gave them, right. and they're giving it back to us. And so, you know, I feel like politicians feel like it's like we're giving it, to, we're doing you a favor by giving you some of our money. It's like no fucker, that's my money. You just been right. holding on to it, so give it back because I need it. Buzz off. I mean, other than that, I mean this this week, I think you know there's a lot of there's a lot of interesting shit, but we don't need to belabor it because I think, let's be honest, this is still like everything's about coronavirus in some way or another. So let's talk about collapse support. While things have gotten crazier, I think people are also settling into it. And the settling into it is actually even worse because now we're kind of no longer living on the adrenaline of this of this new thing that you know has been has been like dramatic, right? So now we're kind of settling into just being in quarantine, not going out. I mean, I had a revelation the other day, like a very subtle revelation, where I was went to pick up some takeout pizza because I do think it's very important if you can to support the local restaurants and shit that you like just because everybody's kind of, you know, suffering and it's, you know, whatever. And but, you gotta um, fucking eat and go to his grocery store. And you gotta eat. Yeah, of course. I mean, grocery stores are one thing. Like I think people are obviously stocking up and doing whatever, but if you like restaurants and you like, you have a, you have a favorite restaurant, then, uh, then, you know, support it if you can in, in whatever way they're allowing you to support it because, you know, there's a good chance that they don't stay in business. There are people that, that work for them that have been furloughed, need help. I mean, this is really kind of bringing out the, the best and the worst of, of certain restaurants, obviously. But anyway, so I went to get pizza and they had their dining room blocked off. And I just like had a moment and they had, you know, I could see their beer, their, um, their beer taps. There were like a couple beer taps and I was just like, fuck, I really miss sitting at a bar and watching an inconsequential sports match and just having some a shitty beer and just like maybe not talking to anybody maybe maybe being with a friend or two but not like not really socializing just sitting in a bar and watching a game one of the secret you know one of the secret uh glories to being a new dad is going to pick up 
the pizza or the takeout or whatever right. and going like on purpose 20 minutes before it's ready and then sitting at the bar and having oh. like a beer alone where you're like, oh man, I never thought I'd like this as much as I'm liking this. This is, And then you like oh. talk to the random stranger you're like, hey man. And the guy's like, dad? I'm like, oh yeah. And it's like this weird little society and you're like, this is this is the best <laughs> yeah. for 10 minutes. It's the best. And that's gone. And you're right. It's, I miss it so much. The little joys, man. It's like these really little yeah. things that you just like forget are sweet about life. So I'm starting to fall into that a little bit. That's kind of like my, my, my phase right now of, of, of this kind of collapse that we're experiencing is, is forgetting, you know, and I also, I have a friend who we had, we'd kind of been talking about the Fauci news where Fauci was basically like, no one should ever shake hands again. And it's, it's kind of like a, is that a way to live your life type shit? You know what I mean? Where I'm like, I get right now we're trying to take care of each other, but then like in the middle of the collapse, if, if the government says you should never go outside, it's potentially unsafe. Then I kind of go, well, is, is it any more psychologically unsafe than me going outside and playing with my friends and getting joy out of it. Like I used to think about this with cigarettes, right? Like cigarettes are obviously objectively bad for you on, in a health in a health capacity, but the way they make you feel when you're talking to people or you're like engaging with people in an interesting way over cigarettes is really nice, and you can get a lot of joy out of that. And I think that sh- that shouldn't be discredited in the conversation about like health, right? Yeah, and similar so, argument with like drinking socially and like sharing a pie with someone. Like that shit's not good for your body, but exactly, it's good for your soul. It's good for your soul, exactly. So, so anyway, so that's that's kind of where we're I smoke. Am starting we're pro here. smoking on this podcast, especially yeah, we're during say, coronavirus. Yeah, this this uh, this pod, by the way, is is uh, brought, brought to you by, by Philip uh, Morris. <laughs> yeah, this, this pod is sponsored today by by Philip Morris Incorporated. So, uh, Marlboro, buy a. 30 pack on to off to your to your point about you know, not energy yr checkout <laughs> to your point uh, about not shaking hands ever again um it's funny i was thinking about how this chinese virus as our president calls it uh right. started in a place where people do not shake hands they right. bow uh right if you've ever been to asia you're like yeah this is this bowing thing's pretty tight um right and in america we shake hands which is this which is this huge germ sharing activity that you do, you know, if you're working multiple times a day, but also these Chinese people were eating bats, which isn't good for germ sharing. And we're like, that's gross. So we need right. to like each take a lesson from each other's playbook and maybe we should start bowing a little and maybe they should right. stop with the wet markets <laughs> and maybe we can meet somewhere closer to not as much germ sharing while being in public together. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I, uh, it brings me much joy thinking of a lot of the people I know in America bowing when they meet people. <laughs> I mean, we'll obviously come up with an American version of bowing, which is right. like, you Punching. know, <laughs> it's got to be like a fist, like, <clears throat> you know, it can't yeah. be like, it's got to yeah, be I like the, flexing I, both muscles or something. I don't know. Like the, the, the fist rules. As, a, <laughs> as a greeting is, is a pretty good American thing to do. What's up? <laughs> Really nice to meet you. <laughs> I love that. Like walk well. into business meetings, have like a formal business meeting with uh, the 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 president Philip Morris, our sponsor today, and we walk in and we go, "What's up? Happy to be here." <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so so let's talk a little bit about what is happening 
in collapse support. So we talked about collapse last week. Collapse support is its own thing. Dog, I know you're not feeling amazing right now, but uh, do you want to do the honors and read a little bit about this? I actually think that this is interesting because I think you are, not to put you on blast, but I know you've had a hard week. And so I think it's really interesting hearing you dissect some of what a place like collapse support is for yeah. for people and kind of because I, I don't you're you have like kind of some micro things right now where obviously the yeah. a dog being put to sleep is like the worst the worst thing and and you know that's that's a collapse in a different way yeah that's a societal collapse is like personal collapse but you know we know that you think about this stuff and I think you had originally brought this up as something to do so I would just yeah. like to hear your take and especially as you're going through posts here sure sure Okay, so yeah, so collapse support is kind of a companion or maybe it was a response to the subreddit collapse that we went through last week, but it's a dedicated place for thoughtful discussion about the state of the world as it stands today and how we're we're coping together. So it's been around for years, like three years, but um, it's been obviously more active since coronavirus because this coronavirus has kind of been the collapse of society as we know it uh, over the past few months. So for people like me, as Doot La Doot has mentioned, um, like I lost my job. Lots of people have. I, I don't even know the number of people in America right now who've lost their jobs, like 10, 15 million people. I don't even Thir- know. 13 million, 13 million. Or, se- or 17 million. It's like... Um- so it's like ten percent of the country. Yeah. So like, which is a lot, but kind of expect more. I'm sure there will be more. So they're like, tons of people have lost their jobs. Everybody's quarantined. People know people who are dying. People have a lot of anxiety about getting sick or right. having their families get sick or losing their jobs if they haven't already. And it's kind of cool because this place is a place for people to kind of come and talk about the fears that they have and kind of find support from other people who also have those fears. People post things like anxiety tips and um, interesting workbooks and stuff, personal stories, just it, it kind of runs the gamut of people posting things saying like, you know, it really hit me yesterday evening. I'm having a really bad time um, to, hey, I found this PDF for coronavirus anxiety. It's a workbook. Like, I found it really helpful for me and my kids if you guys are interested too. So it's a lot of different things, um, but it's definitely become more active over the past few weeks because of the state of the world. And um and yeah and so that's what we're going to cover today so what are you when you lost your job and like what are you doing i mean we've talked about this like i mean yeah like we live in la like there's a lot of there's a lot of interesting industries that have kind of suffered from this i mean i'm i'm i think if you haven't lost your job there's also a there's a constant fear that you will which is i think is a different part of the drama here which is like a little bit like i think there's I don't want to say there's closure in losing your job, but there's something interesting about the fact that because right now everybody 
It's like, it honestly feels a little bit like the way the coronavirus is, where it's like, everybody's like, I can't catch it. But then like, when you catch it, you're like, well, I got it. Now I just got to get better. You know what I mean? Where it's just, yeah. it, it, there's a little bit of a different, it's almost comforting in a way. Yeah. It's hard because we all know my gap card situation, my gap card uh, balance. So it's hard when you don't have a shit ton of savings. And of course, yeah. Even people, I think that's the interesting thing about today. And again, we're talking about someone who doesn't have like the best instincts when it comes to personal finance. I'll admit it. Right. But it's like even people who make a certain amount of money are still living paycheck to paycheck. So that's what's For sure. scary about this uh, coronavirus mass unemployment is that a lot of people are finding themselves in a similar position that making lots of people who are making six figures are not going to be able to pay their bills if they get laid off totally. you know, in one month. So it's going to be interesting. Yeah, I, I, I've always, I worry about that too. And not that I'm making a ton of money, but like, I, I am constantly a little bit, I'm very like, I've, I've had this conversation with my girlfriend a million times where I'm like extremely nervous about spending money in general. I've always have been, cause I just was raised that way where my parents were like, they're just like, their mantra was like, never have debt. And not that we, I have debt or we have debt, but like the idea of spending money in any capacity just freaks me out. Because yeah. it just feels, it feels like, and that's kept me from buying a house. That's kept me from doing any of the things that like adults do, because I'm just kind of like, if I buy a house, then and what happens if whatever, right? Like it, what happens if I lose my job? I'd rather, I'm like, it's, it's the quest for freedom. Like my whole thing and not like the American, like freedom, like I need a gun freedom. It's, it's like the idea I, of, was that? Like, it's like, what if I need this money in a year? Yeah, like, it's, no, it's just like, I want the freedom to be able to be like, oh, fuck, well, maybe I'll move to Athens, Greece, where it's cheaper because I can, I'll figure it out, right? And, you know, that there's a lot of things I think about this current situation. I mean, I actually had a really weird, how that I think about it, I had a strange revelation. I, I was briefly talking to Freed about this, I think, before you got on. And this is kind of related to the class support stuff, but, but, uh, I was I uh, was in my crawl space yesterday, and it, it's kind of a crawl space. It was like it's the area between my attic and my roof, or be, just, between just my getting some alone time during your lockdown. Just had to go up and read, you know, um, <laughs> with, amongst, away from amongst the the fiberglass. But I, you know, I went up because we had a leak in our roof, and I was crawling around, and I crawled into this one area where we knew we had a leak where we put a little bucket like our, our roommate put a little bucket because it was just like let's catch the water and we'll while we're trying to figure out how to fix it and i had to go in and retrieve the bucket and the way it was it was so it was like so fucking in there and, and i went in to get it and then i had a moment of like i had a little bit of psychological panic a little bit of like claustrophobia where i was like fuck like it was kind of that weird thing about claustrophobia where you forget you're like, I'm not claustrophobic or like, I don't, I'm not scared of heights. And then all of a sudden you're like in it. And then you have a moment like of psychological panic that you can't really control. And, and I started feeling that. And then when I got down, I started feeling it a little bit more intensely about being at home. Like I had like my claustrophobia, once I got it, all of a sudden it started translating to other facets of my life 
because I started feeling the weird attachment to like feeling trapped. I felt trapped and then I yeah. came down and then I was like, oh, I, I feel trapped in the coronavirus thing now. Like I almost like kind of yeah. made an analog in my head. So, so anyway, so that's, I think what's interesting about the collapse support stuff is like, because a lot of the people on Reddit and I think a lot of the people that are dealing with collapse are thinkers who are not like, these aren't the kind of people who are just like, oh shit, it's bad. Mm-hmm. You no, know, these are people that are like, I'm watching nature fall apart and I can't stop thinking about what it's going to be like in 15 years and yeah. I need help making sense of it. Right. So, um, so yeah. So like even this point on, uh, I'll share my screen again. Um, so this point on uh, depressive realism, I thought is really interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, so depressive realism. So on the sidebar of, of collapse support, Depressive realism, um, many of us have are currently coping with depression. There's evidence that depression may lift the veil on some key cultural myths via depressive realism. And many of us have come to grasp collapse concepts while in a depressed state. We have an elevated risk of suicide. The subreddit is not capable of offering suicide prevention, but the outstanding people at Suicide Watch have taken up that mission. Please be advised that they're also phone chat, whatever. Um, so the concept of collapse is terrifying and troubling. Arguably, there's still hope for, arguably, there's still hope for survival and adaptation. That's a strange, that's an interesting way to frame that. Arguably, there's still hope. Um, while this one, while this one is likely to be extreme, it is helpful to remember that we are all the descendants of previous survivors. We evolved from life forms that survived previous mass extinctions. We are all descendants of humans that are surviving or that survived the numerous known civilization collapses. These are slow moving phenomena that often take generations to play out. Hopefully we can live well in the shadow of collapse and make the most of foresight, which is, I think is very interesting. And what are they saying about depressive realism? I I feel like we talked about this last time, but I don't remember what the deal was, right? Depressive realism. is the idea that people who are depressed have a more accurate perception of reality. Oh, that's right. So then more non-depressed individuals. So you just described, Oh, sorry. I was just going to say that that sounds like the American attitude versus the world attitude. (laughs) (laughs) Americans are like, fuck yeah, man. Everything's the best. Things aren't, the best in America necessarily right. at the numbers. Yeah. And everyone's like, nope, in my head, shit rules. <laughs> it's like it's kind of the same. It's if you have maybe an accurate perception of how things actually are, it does depress you versus yeah. an optimistic spin on things, which is maybe not true, but good for your mind. I don't know. Yeah. Interesting. It's interesting. It's an interesting thing. Um, all right. So so let's go over some of the posts um, in collapse support. Um, and I also just want to talk about when we are talking about collapse support dog, I'm not, I'm like not trying to interview you necessarily, but like, you know, you are, because you are dealing with some of the things that you've been dealing with. It's like, I'm very interested in what your support mechanisms are in the kind of concept of collapse support, like what you're doing to deal with it, how you're dealing with it, why, like what things you take solace in? Because this is, this is not to conflate depression or isolated micro 
collapse ideas with the global collapse concepts. I think this is more about global collapse, but I do think they're shades of the same coin, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I think like the good thing about the subreddit, at least for me, is that it it's there because at, right. at least speaking for myself is I haven't even gotten to the point of coping yet, you know? Right. Like um, everything is still so, I don't know. Everything's still so fresh. And I think I'm still in the, like, I don't know if you guys are like this, but when like shitty stuff happens, like I kind of go into a little period of like, I don't know, like hermit crabbish. Like I, it's like, okay, time to hide from it for a little bit and then yeah. I'll cope with it. So it's right interesting. Now, I'm not dealing with it. <laughs> my my girlfriend and I were talking about this last night, and we are the exact opposite. And she she she's like much more similar to you. Where when she gets down, she just like is she just wants to not hide from it, but like she's very she just wants to like be like go in hibernation or like anesthetize with some thing yeah my whole thing because i think my in terms of like mental health i tend to be more on like the anxiety side like that kind of is the driver of my mental health issues than Mm -hmm. the depression depressive side like i I have depressive moments but like my depression comes from me feeling anxious and then it turns into like a failure syndrome thing and then uh, and so my whole thing is like the second I start feeling like insecure or depressed or whatever, I like go, I have to m- do something and, and like make something to like get out of it. And then like the momentum is like an adrenaline for me that gets me out of it. Yeah. But like if I feel down, I just, I just like lock myself away and start fucking going, like making stuff. And yeah. it, it does and doesn't help. Right. Like sometimes it helps. Sometimes it absolutely does not. And but it's it's like in an attempt to make me feel motivated and in an attempt to make me feel like I have something to look forward to, even if it's fake, you know? Mm-hmm. But that's also unique to me. And like I said, I mean, when I was in college, I was, I had, I, I was, I like went to a therapist a couple of times and, and they thought I had obsessive compulsive disorder because I was so, I would just like get manically obsessive with shit when I was, when I was feeling like down, when I was kind of like mentally in a rough place. And, and then I took this thing called the MMPI, which is the Minnesota multi-personality inventory. It's kind of like how you, or it's like a survey of how you test for like major psychological problems, you know, schizophrenia, suicide, whatever. And so I had general anxiety disorder with obsessive traits. And, and this is absolutely what happens. Like when I get, when I get super anxious, I become fucking obsessed with certain things, like absolutely irrationally obsessed. And and it sometimes is really cool. Like I've like in the middle of this whole coronavirus thing, I've become obsessed with call of duty Warzone. Yeah. It's, and it makes no sense. Like I literally like have played a couple times with my friends and then it's just, and it's just what I do. It's, I just become like, I get into something and then I just like can't stop thinking about it. Mm-hmm. And it could be anything. It could be the fucking, it could be poetry. It could be like oil painting. It could be like marbles. Like it's just like something grabs my attention and then it's like all, the only thing I think about. And I think it's directly related to some of the things that come from something like collapse. 
is why I'm bringing it up. Yeah. And it's my coping mechanism, I suppose. But yeah. um, anyway, so so some of the so some of the top posts on collapse support. Um, so I this is this this is an interesting one, right? So look at the bright side. So some people complain that this is the hottest summer in the last 25 years or 125 years, but I like to think of it as the coolest summer of the next 125 years. Glass half full, which I I do find valid. And I think is a little bit of a, I don't want to say it's delusional. I think it's just like choosing a positivity, choosing positivity when positivity is an option, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I, you know, I, like looking at these posts, I, I'm, I'm like deconstructing a little bit in my own head about like what, what it means to make or find support for the collapse. Like, is it, sharing different point of views that might be able to give people a sense of peace. Cause you know, as you were just saying, like right now you are not even in coping right now. You're kind of in, in like the, um, sh- like shock or, you know, the, yeah, I don't know the, 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 the cycle of grief or whatever, like the phases of grief. I think that you're in like the first phase, I think. Right. Yeah, totally. And, and so hopefully collapse support represents the things that you might be able to get support from at each phase instead of it just being like something like this where it's only like, here's a new way to see the world when you're not even there yet, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, Freed, how are you doing over there? What are, you, what are you thinking? I got thoughts. I got thoughts. Let's hear. Well, man. Nature, everyone's like, nature's falling apart. I'm like, what are you talking about? Nature's thriving right now. Look around. I mean, LA is beautiful for the first time right. ever. Uh, there's no smog in the air. Yeah. Flowers are blooming. I think we've been getting so much rain. I'm not saying it's a direct effect of COVID, but <laughs> you know. You it's know. Another, that is another really strange thing. I don't know. Like the, the, rain. the weather seems to be doing really well. I'm sure the like dolphins are back in the Mediterranean. Cougars are in Colorado. Not talking about the ladies. Talking about the yeah. <laughs> Cougars are in Daytona. Cougars are back to Daytona. <laughs> uh, but I, it's almost like because we're all um, sacrificing being in public, nature is coming back. And maybe, you know, like once a year, we take a month and we like stay indoor. This will never happen, by the way. But no. Like you could, you could be like, yeah, maybe there's like a month every year where you don't drive. They do it in Europe. They everyone sort of like takes a vacation from business, right? And maybe there's, maybe there's something to be said for. I don't know. But anyway, I think, I think by sacrificing our our time indoors, maybe think about it like you're giving nature a time to catch up. So you're not. Right. This isn't just a waste of your uh, time being stuck inside. Yeah, I mean that's that's one really interesting view, and I think that's part of I guess what I was kind of alluding to with the the Finland or the Finnish government right now, where they are it's a small enough country with like a brand new style of leader that like with after this it's going to be really interesting to see how people kind of pick up the scraps because you know a place like America we're just going to be like business as usual, right? Now we got to build more cars and more shit like that's possible. But then another side of it is like places in, like in Finland, they might go, we need to fundamentally change some of the our, some of the behaviors of our lives from now on, based on what we're seeing, based on science, based on what happened with COVID, like every 
every second Sunday of the month is is called fucking it's a covid holiday or they're calling it like covid memorial where like everybody stays inside as as mandated by law nobody's allowed to drive everything you know as like a a like slight kind of uh you know neosporin for nature right yeah which yeah. you know which which is an interesting idea and i think that that we we as a society i mean you know we we as we have like the the thing that people are constantly comparing this to, I think people are comparing it to the Spanish flu, of course, but then we're hearing a lot of like, we haven't seen this since World War II, right? And World War II is has this like mythic proportion, obviously, for good reason. I mean, it was like it was like the numbers of World War II are f- so fucked, so insanely fucked, and and now we're you know we are we World War II created so many things as a we can never do that again. Right. And hopefully we see some of that come from this as well, where we're seeing a global event that is absolutely shaking us to our core. Hopefully it doesn't last as long as World War II did. Even if it does, though, it's like at the end of this, hopefully we see some Kyoto Protocol type things. Right. And hopefully we, we see some yeah. like interesting ways of memorial. I mean, like Israel essentially was created because of World War II. And like, think about that as a pro, as a thing, right? Which is which is which is wild. I mean, good or bad. I mean, this is not like having any commentary about the state of Israel, but just like the. What do you the hate global, the Palestinians, bro? Let's just talk about dude. Palestinians. Yeah, really no, it's like the global the the global effect of mass global tragedy is really interesting, and that I think is one of those things that I mean, we are seeing. Nature is, is is changing, like fundamentally changing, or at the very least, is is currently changing. Is this- I don't know if it's enough to like all of a sudden buy us more time, but a lot of people like the co- the conversation before this, particularly in places like collapse, where like nature is going to literally fall apart if we don't do something. What's kind but of amazing is how happens, you know how quickly nature. I'm not saying nature's fixed, but no, of course the air quality in Los Angeles in just like a short month is the best it's ever been since yeah. like probably the 30s or something, maybe even before. For sure. So. You're going like, oh, it actually doesn't take that much to help things out, you know, as, as long as everybody's doing it. So, like, imagine totally. we all had electric cars in the next 10 years. Like, the city would be like this every day. Right. Um, that's a future. Well, I mean, get to. also, I mean, there's a lot of it's, – it's, it's kind of small potatoes in the grand scheme of things, but there is a big push right now for closing, kind of making it internationally illegal to have these, these kind of wet markets – which is what people are saying started this disease. Now, granted, they're doing it because of the disease, but like if they close these wet markets, I mean, does that suddenly change things? Like, I don't, I don't know the real, I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying this is the same thing, but like, does that suddenly change the conversation around like rhino, rhino tusks, which we know are kind of making extinct rhinos because people are trying to get rhinos for X, Y, Z reasons. I mean, we know that like this happened because of the pangolin potentially, which is a byproduct of the wet markets and penguins, I think are endangered. So maybe we start seeing kind of an ecological shift because of shutting down. Have you guys strange wet markets, right? Spend some time on the wet market scene online yet? No. Let's talk about the wet market videos. I mean, it's dog boobs. Don't do it. You're too sensitive right now. Yeah. It's fucking, it's intense and it's gross and there's all kinds of shit that, is just being chopped and fried and eaten 
and there's zero it's just like germs and yeah like people are in flip-flops like jumping on baskets of guts to like squish them into like a basket to weigh like with their bare feet and stuff and it's like and then everyone's eating rats and bats and dogs and cats and pythons oh, and snakes good. and turtles and anything you can think of is like that's fucking insane. I mean, it's, but it, it's, it's pretty insane. interesting. It's and insane, just like, but it yeah, also that's feels weird. like weirdly culturally not racist, but like there's something about I don't want to look down on the need for wet markets, you know, because I realize that there are places in our world where like if you don't have if you don't have a system of industrialized farming and butchers and all that kind of shit then like maybe you eat a bat right like if you if the whole point is to survive and you're and you're like poor or it's just the way your society has been built i'm not opposed to people eating bats but what has happened is so much fucking bigger than that and it's caused so many weird problems that like you know that is like that is i think when you're you know getting back to collapse support I think that is part of maybe the way that you view, like I think collapse support is so much about how to, the psychology of coping with the idea of collapse. Mm -hmm. And when you're seeing people legislate fixing certain things because of a collapse in real time, that to me is in some capacity, the nugget of hope that's worth hanging on to a little bit right? Where you go, oh, we might be dealing with a global pandemic and everything is fucked, but at least they're closing wet markets or like, but at least now uh, it's pretty in Los Angeles. Like it sounds, it's it's so petty in the grand scheme of things, but like that is kind of the way you have to think about this stuff is like, you have to be able to glom onto the things that actually are good, you know? The link I just sent you guys um, was an interesting post about kind of the next phase of things, but the title is Engineering Civilization to Withstand Economic Collapse and Pandemics. And this is kind of what you're saying. It's like, out of this, what will we learn and how will we shift society step, you know, after after this ends? And uh, the person essentially is saying, um, how does civilization need to change in order to withstand pandemics like we have now, other sorts of crises and collapse and economic collapse? So her ideas so far, I say her because her name is Ash, the cyborg witch. Um, assuming she's a lady. Um, so her ideas are universal basic income so people don't have to have their lives ruined with the next pandemic or natural disaster. And then general public needs to learn better about hygiene. This is interesting. I think people are finally reminded. So she's just saying, you know, frequent hand washing, sneeze in the elbow. Uh, all this stuff should be including curriculums in school, which, you know, it's we kind of like remind our kids, but we don't really tell them why. And they're like, well, it's right. for stuff like this. Societal structure. So, you know, just education. I'm gonna, free I'm gonna pull up free this education link. is a, is yeah, a so big that, one. So people are not in debt. And then yep. um, hologram buttons and elevators to reduce the amount of possible Ooh. contagion vectors. And then motion activated faucets. And then uh, de. Oh yeah, this is an interesting one. Decentralized and redundant production. So just having better production uh, in each country, like they kind of already do it. Like every country should should be stockpiling along the way. Like we've definitely boggled that fucking horse. But uh, well, this is good I ideas mean, this is, will come out like of this. The, Here's some of a them. Huge and then a fundamental problem with our modern economy, right? And this is actually something that's been happening. Have you been following the news in Japan? Actually, this is this is kind of an interesting mm, thing. So I think you are. Japan, 
Nice. Love Japan. <laughs> Japan. That was the most, the most American thing I've ever heard. Uh, <laughs> Have you heard about the economic stimulus that they're doing in Japan? Ooh, Konnichiwa. I love Japan. Arigato. <laughs> Um, That's it. But they, I'm out of, so what, I'm out of words. What what they're doing in Japan, I think, is actually pretty pretty interesting. So they've been they've been creating some semblance of stimulus in Japan to take production away from China as a means of both decentralizing all of the production in Japan because that's or in, in China because that's that's obviously a huge part of this too. Is like, oh wow, China's shutting down production because of the coronavirus stuff. The globe, the global economic system falls apart, right? Yeah. Now Japan is trying to take money or trying to take some of the production away from China, and so they're stim- they're they're uh, evidently the chi- the Japanese government is giving tons of money to these companies to do so, but it's it's all an attempt to kind of essentially do that is like take away, take away, um, take away exactly what you're saying is like kind of de decentralize production and kind of come up with new new ways of of changing the way we we globalize or the way our global economic structure works and that's not to say like stopping global globalization because i think that's the other side of this i think a lot of people are just like oh this is the end of globalization be like no no no, no. not the end of globalization this is just going to change the way that global commerce works hopefully you know what i was you know, you know every time you build like there are safety measures in place for other things that could be applied to this. So every time you build a multi-unit structure in California, you need to build certain amount of affordable housing units in that structure. Like that is a law. So if you build a hundred unit building, like 10% of those need to be for people with low, for low income. So, you know, not, it's not just like high rises for the rich, right? Um, it's, it's a way to try to keep things balanced. So you could apply that to medical supplies, face masks, et cetera. You could say like every time you build, um, iPods, are those still a thing? MP3 players. You also need to build um, some kind of safety mask. Like whatever it is that company's already doing, like 3M or Honeywell or something, like they should be forced to be chipping into the stockpile as like a tax. And maybe it's a tax subsidy where they, you know, can write it off. Obviously, that's how it's going to be. But the government's not going to be able to make this shit on their own because they don't do much um, except for get their nipples pierced. Right. More rules. Uh, so, you know, th- there might be ways to, to sort of engineer this into companies that are already in the United States. So, like, so this just never becomes a problem again. Granted, yeah. housing is a huge problem. <laughs> it doesn't work. So. Well, and this is the other thing, too, is like we, a lot of people say, how do we afford all this? Whatever. Like, I, I mean, there's, we well, have. It costs more to not do it. I, I don't. It costs more to not do it. Exactly. I mean, that's the thing is like, how are we going to afford it? There's a lot of ways we can afford it, right? I mean, it should be more criminally illegal for big companies to put their put money in offshore accounts. You know, I mean that that kind of thing is direct tax we're losing, right? And that tax goes to things like this, right? All it does is protect it. It you know it it protects profits, which is some fucking shit, right? Like I think the the uh, the universal basic income ideas are really important. I think because because of things like this, where it's like, I mean, this is the other thing that I've been thinking a lot about when it comes to like the tax, the like Trump tax tariff and shit. It's you know we live in California, man. Like, twelve hundred bucks is it's not small potatoes necessarily. Like it's gonna get it's gonna help a lot of people, but it like 
doesn't really even fucking pay rent. You know what I mean? Like it's like maybe one month of rent for a lot of people. It's an interesting right? conversation because it's like the money they're giving out is depending on depending on where you live, which this thing is right. mostly hitting cities because right. that's the way germs travel, which tend to be more expensive places to live. Twelve. I mean, you, we really should be getting ten thousand dollars each if you live in California. Totally. Or, or like, in that's a number you're like, oh, that'll cover a month's bills. That's it. Right. I mean, ten thousand dollars a month here is like, it, it, you know, it's it, it could sound like a lot to a lot of people, but in California, it's gone. Like this shit's gone. Yeah, it, it vanishes very quickly, which you is know, which is crazy, man. And, it's, and then, it's crazy and then to it's, think, but it, it well, that's just the expense of everything you need to have, like. I don't, it's an expensive place to live, dude. Yeah. Maybe the state should like roll back some of their taxes. I, I don't know. Like, but we, it's, it's tax season right now. I'm, everyone's paying property taxes and shit. And you're like, fuck, there's a lot of cash going out the door. Totally. Uh, to get $1,200 back in an emergency, I'd rather have the money <laughs> that I paid. I fuck tards. But. <laughs> You kind of, kind of got kind of kind of came unhinged there for a second. Well, when you <laughs> when you start paying property taxes, you're like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, I know, dude. It's it's. Crazy. And then my other gripe with property tax right now is like the school. Well, a lot of that money goes to public schools. Okay, right. I'm into public schools, but when you close down a public school for three months, yeah, like, uh, right. Give me back that three month cost. Totally. You know, don't just keep the money, and they'll be like, but no, 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 we want the money, and you're like, fuck you, man. And like, I don't know. I'm, it's annoying, but it's all. No, annoying. I agree. I mean, I wish, I wish we could see, I mean, that would, that's actually kind of a libertarian perspective that I actually very much agree with is like the idea of seeing the receipts for your taxes, right? Understanding where all of it goes and where you can be like, oh shit, like I'm giving 35% of my taxes are going to fucking military. Fuck that, dude. I'm not going to fucking pay for your fucking bullshit wars. And Unless I think there, the you know, there's value in that. Uh, N95 masks and things to fight germs. Exactly. And you're like, exactly. okay, maybe that's a smart way to allocate some of those funds within the military. They seem like the only people that can actually pull it off. But dude, I, I don't like a nuke isn't gonna isn't gonna beat COVID, which is hilarious. Uh, right. Actually, a nuke probably would beat COVID, but we'd all have to. It, do actually, it. I would I would put money on it beating COVID, but it would it would kill. It would kill COVID and a few other things. So, so this is so this is this. I, this has been kind of lingering on the screen. I'm going to read this um, just because it is actually very interesting. This is the uh, clap support second of all time, Dark Mountain Manifesto. I don't know what Dark Mountain Manifesto is. Can one of you guys look that up and see if that's coming from another another thing? So, the eight principles of uncivilization. We must unhumanize our views a little and become confident as the rock and ocean that we are made from. We live in a time, so one, we live in a time of social, economic, and ecological unraveling. All around us are signs that our whole way of living is already passing into history. We will face this reality honestly and learn to live with it. Two, we reject the faith that, uh, which holds that the converging crisis of our times can be reduced to a set of problems in need of technological or political solutions. Three, we believe that the roots of these crises lay in the stories we have been telling ourselves. That's interesting. We intend to challenge the stories which underpin our civilization, the myth of progress, the myth of human centrality, the myth of our separation from nature. These myths are more dangerous for the fact that we have got forgotten their myths. Four, we will, re we will reassert the role of storytelling as a more than mere entertainment. It is through stories that we weave reality. That's the whole, uh, that's the whole Jewish 
thing every year. Is it? Yeah, it's like, hey, guys, remember? They slaughtered us in Egypt. Let's get our shit together. You know, it's like they were mined through story of like the history of their people. And that they I mean, I think it's kind, of, it's kind of central Good. to most things. I mean, yeah, so five, uh, humans are not to the point in purpose, or humans are not the point in the purpose of planet. Uh, our art will begin with the attempt to step outside the human bubble. By careful attention, we will re-engage the non-human world. Six, we will celebrate writing and art, which is grounded in a sense of place and time. Our literature has been dominated for far too long by those who inhabit the cosmopolitan citadels. Interesting. Uh. Seven, we will not lose ourselves in the elaboration of theories or ideologies. Our words will be elemental. We write with dirt under our fingernails. Eight, the end of the world as we know it is not the end of the world full stop. Together, we will find the hope beyond hope and uh, the paths which yeah, which lead to the unknown world ahead of us. Interesting. I don't, so what, is, do you guys figure out what the Dark Mountain Manifesto is? I think it's, um, it's dog. A, uh, a dog, do you know? Yeah, it's, so it started out at, it's this thing called Dark Mountain project it started out as the blog post written by paul kings north and Dougald hine and it marked a mm. first attempt to put into words the ideas and feelings which led to dark mountain think of it as a flag raised so that we can find another one i think it's basic like from what i'm gathering it's very hoo-ha ish but it seems like they're dropping out of like bullshit society to do art in the woods. Uh. <laughs> I don't know. What is so what is Dark Mountain? Is Dark Mountain like a a art collective? A cult? Um together we're walking away from the stories that our societies like to tell themselves, the stories that present us from seeing clearly the extent of the ecological, social, and cultural unraveling that's now underway. We're making art that doesn't take the centrality of humans for granted. We're tracing the deep cultural roots of the mess the world is in. And we're looking for other stories, ones that can help us make sense of time, of a time of disruption and uncertainty. It's a radical project um yeah i don't really know that's kind of it interesting i mean i think some of the some of the points are really valid but i i don't it's tough because i don't i think it's uh a bit dangerous to think of collapse and collapse uh collapse support through the lens of like hippie weirdo artdom because mm-hmm. I think it it transcends that, and I think that that kind of st- it's like it's like um, Occupy Wall Street a little bit, right? Where like Occupy wow. Wall Street was very valid, very true, very important. But as soon as it kind of got branded as like guys with dreadlocks eating like three day old pizza and like smoking weed out of fucking apple bongs, it it like ruined the movement, you know? Yeah, true. And and I think this is a little bit I think what we see with things like this, where like. Dark Mountain as an as an economic idea is really interesting, right? Where suddenly you go, yeah, like narrative and storytelling needs to needs to come from a place that reflects uh, the the true like we storytelling is how we develop the ideas that that we use to then build civilizations on, right? Yeah, like you know, capitalism is a is a narrative and it's a story and it's a storytelling structure that we are that we build everything on. The more the quick the quicker we can abandon that, 
or at least decentralize it, the better it is for everyone, you know? Like, that's a really interesting idea that we should be able to apply to things that are not just fucking making art out of hemp, you know? Yeah. I don't, I'm, yeah, I mean, candles, bro. Save the world. <laughs> Konnichiwa. I love Japan. Konnichiwa. I love Japan. Arigato. Um, Japan, Japan what else is, is on here cool. that is worth... Sorry, go ahead. Uh, I'm just going to say I love Japan. I got to go do preschool lesson with my three-year-old guy. Tight. Uh, um, well, I think, you know, school. I mean, collapse, collapse support. So, you know, as we do, um, you know, we kind of got a little bit into it. I mean, there, there's a lot, there's a lot to be gleaned from this, but the main thing to glean from it is if you are feeling that the collapse of modern civilization is too heavy and takes too much of a toll on you, mm-hmm. that's okay. Um, this place can can help you kind of feel a little bit of a sense of of uh, a little bit of a sense of support and give you the tools you need to deal with it. Right? There are a lot of places online that do that. Collapse support just like provides some some tools to help to help that. Um, yeah. So if you're feeling that, I would encourage you to go there. Um, if you're just feeling generally down, I would also encourage you to maybe use it or go to, there's a million resources that can help you get over it. Um, I mean, dog, do you have anything that you want to add to the clap support that we haven't already discussed? Um, only that it's, you know, take a look if you want, sometimes you're to talk to somebody really nice people here talking about like anxiety dreams they're having or, um, just needing comfort and, ways to cope so just check it out if it seems like something that you'd benefit from that's all i would suggest right and uh and dog i know that you've been having a a tough bout so hopefully hopefully you find peace and can cope on this thank you i mean this this goes for everybody too i mean anybody who's listening that's like lost their job or you know is is feeling the effects of covid in a in a profound way that i think is is really kind of shaking you at your core. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let us know how you're dealing with it. And cause I think that, you know, we, we are now like, I mean, <laughs> despite the beginning of this pod, we're trying to do these. We want to do some videos more because I think that obviously we have to, because we're now in quarantine and we'd rather do it this way than, than just doing audio. I mean, especially it lets us show what we're looking at and whatnot. But, um, but you know, beyond that uh, we're just trying to find new ways to, to engage and think a little bit about, what it means to be dealing with all this. I mean, I think that Reddit is a beautiful, wonderful resource in the middle of this COVID stuff. Yeah. Not, not for necessarily the obvious ways. I mean, you have something like collapse support, which is directly about it. But at the same time, you know, when we talk about wall street bets or, you know, aliens or whatever, there's also the like real distraction or research or whatever, you know, there's a, there's a lot of reasons you get something out of, out of something like Reddit. Um, and if you're, if you're dealing with what dog has been going through, if you're dealing with, um, I mean, we're all doing, dealing with it in different ways. I mean, obviously free day is, is a father of two, which I think is, is interesting for this time. Like how do you talk to your kids about what's going on with COVID? If you're just a fucking, I mean, I had music, I had tours cancel, which is absolutely small potatoes in the grand scheme of things. But you know, everybody's got, everybody has something that they've been affected by with this. and, And I think it's, not easy for anybody and whatever coping mechanism that you use, uh, 
let us let us help in whatever way we can. All right, let's hit a couple randoms to close this boy out. Um, let's see what I got here. Uh, um, random. Where OS. Welcome to the Wear OS, the software powering millions of wearables around the globe. Wear OS is designed to fit your life with features like fitness tracking, customizable watch faces, and a broad array of apps. Isn't it insane how Reddit works? This has 48,000 subscribers. And this is literally just, this is just a sub dedicated to the OS system for Apple. So lame. So this one's interesting. I let it on called Rep Ladies. It's a women's replica community. And so it's all do you about wanna, do you want to share your screen? No. Ah. How do I share? I sent it to you. I don't know why it's not sharing, but it's not. I'll just open it on my screen. But uh it's all about women's fashion and authentic replicas, which I'm not sure what those are, but um it's a community about I'm assuming there's a factory where they're made and then there's a bunch of guys who rip off a bunch of that product and sell it in the black market maybe is that is this so it's like a like a re- replica re- re- yeah replica like yeezy vibe is that kind of the energy but i think it's more uh, like you know ladies handbags you know uh fashion brands like you know high-end louis vuitton it's like the uh, stuff you get in Aramea. chinatown yeah but it seems like it's a, a cut above a, st- a, above. a stitch above um, all right, guys, Dogs, you- I'm out of here. I'll see you later. Good oh, luck. All right. Oh. Gotta go teach all right. teacher for, you know, molding minds. Yes. Enjoy. What are, you, what, are you, what are you teaching young Chuck today? I haven't even checked out the lesson. I have six minutes to figure it out. Shouldn't be. <laughs> really? It's going to be like tiger. I mean, it can't be that hard. This is a triangle. This is a square. That two kind plus, of stuff. Two plus one equals three. Yeah. Yeah. You got this. Yep. It'll be easy Much enough. Much love. Stay up. Grind that pole. Wash those hands. Wash that pole. Wash all your poles. And I'll talk to you later. Sounds good. <laughs> Bye. Also, do- uh, free or um, fucking boobs, you landed on Watch Reddit Die. Yeah. Watch fucking insane. Reddit. What is this? This is a subreddit to track oh, wow. abandonment of free speech and decline into censorship. Watch Holy Reddit shit. die is not a life raft for your abandoned community or censored views. It's a fire alarm for the rest of Reddit. Shit, doc. This is actually a pretty, uh, we should maybe cover yeah. this one. Oh my God. Reddit, read the about. Reddit is a rotting whale carcass washing up Ooh. on the shores of irrelevancy. <gasps> this sub is dedicated wow. to documenting the last stages of decay. Post here links to threads and comments on Reddit that show how Reddit is deviating from the open free speech censorship censorship free platform it used to be. Damn. Ooh, uh, this is a toxic place. This is a really <laughs> oh my dark god. I I I'm uh I don't know if I can handle this one right now. I feel like this is like uh This, this has is- been around since 2015. Well, so it looks like it was created in response to Reddit collaborating with the German and Russian governments to censor subreddits, is what it says. So, Yeah, so the flair they have is CEO abuse, election interference, $150 million Tencent, and Reddit Inc. is Chinese propaganda. Wow, dude. Damn, this one, uh, I want to figure out how to talk about this one in a real way, because this is pretty fucking hard, man. Yeah. 
That's pretty crazy. I'm confident that Reddit could sway elections. We wouldn't do it, of course, and I don't know how many times we could get away with it, but if we really wanted to, I'm sure Reddit could have swayed at least one election this one. Spez. A lot of people hate on Spez, but I kind of I kind of like his absolutely candid take on everything. Yeah. Like well, I don't I don't like it in I like it in a way. Like I like the fact that he he like does not give a fuck and is willing to just say shit like that, you know? Yeah. Damn. Um, damn, dude. This is this is fascinating. This is this is an interesting. This is like a let's put our let's put a put a put a tab in that one, man, because that one I yeah. think it's gonna be worth worth talking about later. But anyway, all right. So let's close this guy out. Um, clap support if you need it, use it. Dog, I hope you feel better. I'm sorry that you're not well. Um, if you if you want to talk it. offline or online, uh, I am I'm happy to talk because I know you. that I know that this is not 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 fun for you or anyone um and thanks for tuning into twitch if you guys are watching us on twitch right now fuck yeah we i promise this is only the second time we've done this we i know it cleaned up we got it we got it sorted after a little bit um but we uh we are moving now so hopefully this turns out nice and then if you're just listening to the audio the audio cast if you will um uh We'll be back next time and uh, try to tune in and see what it's like on, on Twitch. It's actually kind of interesting seeing us talk in real life and, and uh, struggle through technology as I, <laughs> as, I, as I deal with literally three screens trying to figure this out. But uh, we'll be back next week. We're going to try to create a little bit more of a, um, uh, the cadence again. I know that we've been a little inconsistent. Obviously, Rona's kind of fucked everything up. But, um, but we'll, be, we'll be back again uh, doing some more consistent, consistent potting. Um, stay safe, wash your hands, and, uh, and see ya. Yeah. Bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.